for our Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. Now let's get back to the show. Six-pack Lapidat, co-hosting by Arian Messi-Kamesi. And Arian, we got some French shooters on the show today, my man. <laughs> yep. We got some French shooters on the show today, my man. Um, none other than... <laughs> <laughs> None other than the 52-kilo queen, Noemi Alibert, who's fresh off of her world championship win and um, setting herself up for Sheffield. And then the talk of the town as well, Jad Jacob, who gave Joy Namani the scare of her life at the Open World Championships. It came right down to the last deadlift. We'll get into all that. And she's prepping for the junior world championships and yes and who knows maybe jet who knows maybe sheffield as well we don't know we're gonna have to find out because there are some wild cards and i'm just gonna throw this out there if i'm sbd and i'm looking at the world championships and i'm asking myself who can i give a wild card to to make the best possible showdowns and make it as interesting as possible. I'm giving Jad Jack up one of those wild cards and let's go. Let's do another, <laughs> let's do a rematch. Let's go. Cause I want to see it again. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> obviously you agree. You're like, Oh hell yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to rematch too. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'm going to ask both you guys about the worlds and who you guys want to, um, if you're going to go to Sheffield, I want to ask Noemi who she wants to rematch and who she thinks should go if she if she's going to rematch anybody. But um, off the bat, Jad, did you know your world's performance, you were going to be hitting around the 480 kilo range? Because on the podcast, you know, some of my co-hosts were like, I'm telling you, she's she's up there. Some people were picking you to win. And um, I knew you were good. And you had posts, like, I knew you were, you were junior world champion. Obviously, you're good. But holy smoke, Shad. Did you know, like, yeah, this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to give Joy the run of her life. Um, yes. Uh, well, uh, I was not thinking really about Joy because I didn't think that I could reach first place or as close as the first, as close as I was to the first place. But um, uh, I did think about the numbers and to be honest, I was thinking about the 485 total. So I totaled a little bit less than what I wanted. Yeah, and Arian, didn't somebody on the podcast literally say 45? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember the numbers, but Bill and Rory, the one that were picking, uh, picking her high so maybe roar or something had picked 485 but i guess maybe then they were also assuming joy would you know put up more and i guess jade thought the same thing and she maybe put up you yes. know, four, 495 or 500 and this is what happens in sports you could do whatever you want um you know in previous competitions but like even joy she's human you show up the world championships it's tough it's not easy to like do your your personal best right like you did but but yeah, joy's so- 
that's joy comes down you come up all of a sudden we got the the battle of our lives here um going to this noemi who did you think was your biggest threats to take your title alors jade il va falloir que tu traduises du coup quand tu as commencé la compétition tu pensais que ça allait être qui ta concurrente principale shizuka so she was speaking about shizuka yeah look it Shizuka is so hit and miss sometimes. If she's on, it's she's done 438. But if she misses, you know, it's that deadlift. When deadlifts come, if she misses deadlifts, she falls right back off of the platform. Um, but yeah, Shizuka's if she's on, she's the second best 52 kilo of all time. It's a Shizuka, en gros, c'est tout rien. Euh, il sait qu'elle a déjà fait un total à 437. Donc, euh, en gros, si elle réussit son deadlift, c'est la deuxième meilleure 52 du monde. Mais par contre, euh, si elle rate, euh, voilà. C'est ça. En gros, Shizuka, je me suis toujours méfiée d'elle. Parce qu'au championnat de France, euh, ben, on a été très serré. Si je loupe ma troisième barre au soulevé de terre au championnat de France, ben, en fait, elle gagne. Donc, euh, je savais que ça allait être un gros match aussi au championnat du monde. Euh, malheureusement, elle n'était pas, pas au rendez-vous. Mais... Euh, mais je pense que pour les prochaines compétitions, elle, elle sera en forme. So she always fought uh, about Shizuka. Um, it was always a close match with Shizuka. Uh, for example, at nationals, if uh, Noemi missed her third deadlift, Shizuka would have won. And so uh, she was not on the best level for the world, but she thinks that she will come back uh, for the next championships uh, stronger. Yeah, no, she's a threat. It's it's tough because Shizuka's in the same country. So Noemi goes to nationals, there's Shizuka. She goes to Europeans, there's Shizuka. She goes to world, she's like, ah fuck, man. Leave me alone. Let me get let me get an easy one. It's the the two best lifters, not just in the world, but of all time in the 52s. The two best lifters of all time. And they face each other like three times a year. It's it's like it's like tennis when the best people play each other like 15 <laughs> times in a year. It's it's got to be stressful. Um, sorry, ça you doit être stress. Ouais, ça doit être stressant du coup parce que vous êtes les deux meilleurs 52 bah, du monde. Et comme euh, vous êtes toutes les deux françaises, vous vous retrouvez à chaque compétition. Du coup, ouais, ça doit être beaucoup de stress. En fait, tu peux lui dire que pour moi, les championnats de France, c'est un championnat du monde. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she thinks at she thinks at the nationals uh, like it was the world championships. She's got it. That's the tough thing. It's like oh, it, it is. It's just as tough, um, and it can get tougher. Here's a. I know she's seen what Turbo Tiff did, and um, Turbo Tiff, the best one, best lifter. And what happens here? Turbo Tiff's getting getting bigger and bigger. Previously. Turbo Tiff didn't even have to cut to make 47. Now she's got a cut and she might not move up immediately because I think she could still make 47 for a couple more years, but she's getting more and more jacked and eventually she's going to go to 52. That would be as stacked as you get at French nationals. This is nationals. This isn't even the world. You got the three best lifters in the world in the same weight class 
at the nationals. It's getting ridiculous. It's like a bottleneck, right? Um, Sorry, yeah, yeah, you, you can catch ouais, du coup, il... bon, tu as vu ce que Tiffany elle a fait, euh, c'est du coup la meilleure lifteuse des mondes. Euh, maintenant, elle doit cuter pour aller en 47. Du coup, euh, même si elle peut encore continuer quelques années en 47, elle va finir par monter en 52. Donc, ça va être euh, encore pire puisque du coup, il y aura les trois meilleurs 52 du monde euh, en France, quoi, pour les Français. C'est ça. En gros, de toute façon, je sais qu'un jour, Tiffany montera de catégorie, c'est obligatoire. Euh, à part si euh, elle préfère être en 47 pour être bien physiquement, parce que bon, quand tu montes en 52, forcément, tu prends du poids et tu parais plus grosse. Mais euh, je sais très bien que pour moi, je sais qu'elle qu montera un jour et qu'il y aura forcément un, une grosse bataille. Mais j'ai toujours eu une grosse bataille, soit c'était Shizuka ou soit peut-être un jour Tiffany. Donc, euh, je suis préparée. <rire> so, she knows that Tiffany will eventually go up in the 52s except if she doesn't like how she looks physically, but uh, she knows it would be a, a fierce battle, but she used to it with Shizuka, so she's prepared. Yeah. I had on, um, actually I had on Turbo Tiff, and, and Pena was there with Turbo Tiff, doing like a little bit of translation a little, and both of them, actually maybe it was Pena who said, Naomi's competitiveness. I was like, what separates her, right? And he was like, Naomi's got that fire, that competitive fire that like she's going to rise up. He's like, if it's tight, um, if it's a tight battle, that's what gets Naomi like she's extremely competitive and she's going to kick into another gear and win. And this is what happens like when um, what do you guys think is separating France? Like, first off, do you guys both think France is the number one nation in powerlifting for women's powerlifting? Euh, du coup, il a dit qu'il avait fait un podcast avec Pana et Tiffany. Et Pana, il disait que tu étais hyper compétitive, qu'en gros, ça te rendait encore plus forte. Euh, du coup, là, il nous demande si euh, on pense que les Françaises, elles ont un truc en plus. Est-ce que pour nous, la, la France est la nation numéro une pour les powerlifters françaises Non, mais je réponds. <rire> ah, to, to me, yes. Uh, personally, I think that uh, France comes number one, for the women at least. But uh, I think so, yes. Is that you or Noemi saying that? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> And what does Noemi think? Where's uh, France for powerlifting? Oui, je pense qu'on est les meilleures françaises uh, au monde. Et cette année, je pense qu'on aurait pu gagner uh, aussi uh, le titre de meilleure nation. Mais malheureusement, ça ne s'est pas fait. Mais je pense qu'il qu n'y a pas meilleur, en tout cas pour les françaises, au niveau de, de l'international. Yes, she thinks that we are the, the best French lifters in the world. And she thinks that we could have won the number one. Uh, we could have been the first nation at World Championships, but uh, maybe next time. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the swing was Leah in Megan Scanlon. But beyond that, it would have been France. Like, it, France had a hell of a lead. Um, why is it? What is happening in France that made this happen like why is powerlifting so big in france right now particularly in the women's powerlifting uh, and this is for both you guys donc euh, ce qu'il a demandé c'est pourquoi euh, le power c'est devenu ça a eu une telle explosion surtout par rapport aux femmes en france qu'est-ce qui fait que c'est aussi populaire aujourd'hui uh, so popular but uh, I noticed that during lockdown, um, 
people were looking for equipment for to build home gyms and uh, continue to train in their homes. And uh, you know, powerlifters uh, they were posting a lot on Instagram mm-hmm. what they were doing, how they were training, and it's after lockdown that I noticed a, a, a huge explosion in popularity of the sport. So after lockdown, even the even the local meetings were stacked. Uh, before lockdown, we were like 20, 25 for the for a local meeting. And after we were like maybe 70. Sometimes uh, we start at eight and uh, the, the competition ends at maybe 9 p.m. So I think lockdown and home gyms played a, a huge, uh, a huge role. What do you think, Noemi? Why is... Noemi, tu penses que c'est quoi qui fait que c'est devenu aussi populaire? Surtout pour les femmes, c'est ça? Ouais, surtout pour les femmes. Je sais pas. Je pense que les réseaux sociaux ont fait beaucoup. Après, pourquoi en France, on n'a pas vraiment de raison? Nous, peut-être par rapport aux autres nations, on a de la chance parce que la France finance tout au niveau de l'international quand on va en compétition. Euh, l'hébergement, le vol, euh, tout est financé. Donc, peut-être que ça joue aussi parce que dans certaines nations, par exemple, que je pense à l'Italie, c'est toi qui dois tout financer. Euh, et peut-être que, du coup, ça peut décourager certaines, euh, certaines personnes. Donc, euh, je ne sais pas, peut-être. So, uh, she doesn't know why women specifically, but she thinks that maybe the fact that the, the, uh, the state uh, will finance your competition, you know, your travel and the hotel, Maybe it plays a role because uh, for donations like Italy, for example, you have to pay yourself. Mm. So it can, you know, it can set you back. It's like, I was at the silent worker on like a couple of weeks ago. Like I saw you there, Jad, and it was crazy. Yeah. You, you were there and like, it was crazy how many, for anyone who hasn't, who, like for a North American and maybe for other people in Europe who don't understand what's happening with powerlifting in France, I had the opportunity to see it firsthand and it is, maybe you're used to it, but it was crazy. The energy, the standing room only packed shoulder to shoulder. People are yelling. Like it was so wild, like ruckus. And um, I have on some, like uh, some Americans all all the time on the podcast. And they're like, you know, it's different when we hold meets, you know, this federation, when they hold meets, it's so, it's like, it's so wild. And I'm like, You guys don't know what's happening outside, though. You don't know what's happening in France. It is that. It's that and more. It, it's like I was announcing and I was like standing on a chair being like, ladies and gentlemen. And like the crowd is like, I'm yelling at them, but they're yelling back. And it was it was the craziest. And um, not only that, another reason why it's booming. So first off, the atmosphere is so exciting. If, if somebody was like, let me check this out. A friend of mine's powerlifting. And they showed up, they'd be like, holy shit, this is, ex- this is fun. This is exciting. I got to do this. Um, so I could see that first off. Second, I was there and I was being introduced to like YouTubers who have, who are on TikTok with like millions of followers. Um, so these guys, Scott and below, I didn't, I didn't know these guys ahead of time. They're just like French, but they have videos with millions of people watching um the one his his instagram is brutus he's like seven feet tall you know tiktok dude millions of people millions of people following them pure french 
we don't know outside of France how huge these social media people are. Now they're showing up at competitions. They're collaborating in videos and making content. So it's becoming like uh, it's breaking into the mainstream in France. Like what's happening right now? People don't realize what's happening right now and how competitive it is. It's going to get worse for the rest of the world because <laughs> you guys are going to start recruiting mainstream athletes. Like it's becoming popular over there. It's not anyone who thinks you've reached the top. No, no, no. It's going to get bigger and bigger, right? Like this, I can see this. Um, and you can feel it when you're over there in France. And, and look at Noemi. She's in the newspapers. I feel like every time I, I look at her Instagram, she's in the newspapers and on TV and stuff. It's, 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 <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to translate for you. Yeah, her. translate some of that to keep her du in. Coup, <laughs> du coup, il a dit un premier point, c'est que les mythes, par exemple, il a pris l'exemple du Silent Worker, c'était, euh, il a dit que c'était énorme. Le, la foule, elle criait, enfin, il y avait plein de monde. Et euh, l'ambiance, elle est, elle est explosive. Et le deuxième point, c'est qu'il a remarqué qu'il y avait des youtubeurs et des gens qui étaient beaucoup présents sur les réseaux sociaux. Par exemple, Brutus, il a un, grand, un gros compte. Et euh, en gros, il, il dit que ça doit jouer sur la popularité du sport. Et ça va faire en sorte que la France... Euh... Bon, en gros, les lifters français n'ont pas fini d'évoluer. On n'est pas encore arrivé euh, Après, euh, au bout de ce qu'on peut faire. On a de la chance aussi en France, c'est qu'on a quand même des... Euh une fédération qui est assez ouverte où on peut proposer des choses en, en tant qu'athlète, de faire euh, des compétitions, des choses comme ça. Donc, euh, c'est ça aussi qui peut jouer, c'est qu'on a une... Euh, en, en France, en tout cas, on a une fédération qui est assez dynamique et les jeunes commencent aussi à organiser des compètes, à, à être sur les réseaux sociaux et tout ça. Donc, ça fait évoluer aussi notre sport. Donc, on, je pense qu'on a vraiment de la chance euh, en France d'avoir ça parce que je ne sais pas si dans tous les pays, euh, tu peux proposer une compétition, que la fédération te suive, etc., Okay. Oh, cool. So uh, in France, we're really lucky because the French Federation is really open-minded. So uh, you can make proposition uh, for the, the meets that you organize. And um, yeah, basically you can do uh, anything you want. Uh, for example, if you organize a meet, uh, you can choose the music, uh, you know. And uh, for example, they, they invited you. So... As long as you have the, the referees, uh, you can do anything you want. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, like, that's true because mm. when I was there, um, I mean, I told the story, Leah was working a booth and she's like, when deadlifts came, she's like, I think I'm going to start deadlifting right now. I'm going to jump in. And it's like, you could do that? I'm like, why not? Like, why? they just jump yeah. in and start deadlifting. And some of the YouTubers were going by their YouTube names on the scoreboard. It was, it was like, his name is below on social media and whatnot. And that was his name. Like, like he had no last name. It was like Madonna. It was just. Du coup, il a remarqué que, par exemple, Lia, elle a pu venir faire juste son deadlift. Et il était étonné. Il lui a dit, mais quand ça se fait que tu peux faire ça? Et elle a dit, si, pourquoi pas? Donc, elle a pu faire son deadlift. Et il a aussi vu que sur le tableau, il y en avait qui allaient par leur pseudo sur Internet, sur le réseau. Pas forcément nom, prénom officiel. Donc, euh, ouais, euh, on a pas mal de liberté en France. C'est ça, ça qui est bien, c'est qu'on peut faire des compétitions, on va dire, hors, euh, hors nationaux, qui sont un peu plus euh, sympas, un peu plus euh, fun. Et du coup, bah, je pense que ça attire aussi des, des jeunes, euh, parce qu'on 
on va faire une compétition, même si on n'a pas le niveau France, on peut faire une compétition euh, avec une bonne ambiance, euh, des cash price, des... Euh, voilà, puis tu peux rencontrer des, des powerlifters que tu vois toute l'année euh, t'entraîner sur Instagram. Donc, euh, je pense aussi que ça intéresse des personnes, le fait qu'il y ait de plus en plus de petites compétitions qu'on organise euh, hors schéma euh, France, euh, etc. So, um... Uh, when, as long as it's not a national <laughs> competition, the local meets you, so you can we you can organize a meet that's more fun, you know. So it will attract uh, younger lifters. They can uh, you can make cash prizes, and they can meet lifters that uh, they see on Instagram every day. So it attracts more people. Yeah, it was it was wild. The silent worker was wild. I want to ask you, Jad, mm. two questions. First off. So you're the reigning junior world champion going into this. What was the difference between the junior world championships that you experienced in 2021 and the open world championships that you ex just experienced this summer? Uh, to be honest, the biggest difference for me was the preparation. So last year when I prepared the championships, I was uh, that's what that was my my first international competition. So I was really, really stressed out. Uh, and so my profession didn't really go well because uh, I was so anxious that I was a uh, failing lift that uh, I should have, uh, I should not fail. And so really the stress got the better of me. And um, I didn't really make the competition that, that, that I wanted to do. Uh, thankfully, I, I still got the title. But uh, I knew that if this year I did the same thing, if I was um, if I was uh, as stressed as I was last year, uh, I knew that I couldn't do the same thing because uh, the athletes um, they are more experienced, they're stronger. So if I if I fail one leap, for example, I know that uh, it's not the same thing as last year. Uh, I have to be. I had to be more focused. So for this preparation, uh, I tried to learn to manage my stress, and uh, it it went well. It went well. So I was less anxious and more excited. Uh, I learned to like more what I was doing because um, honestly, before that, I it's like I lifted because uh, almost because I had to because I'm. I have a talent, so I'm not too bad at it, so I do it. And uh, this year, that's that's the year that I started to really enjoy this sport. So I had to learn to enjoy uh, being on the platform and not being too overwhelmed with stress because uh, they are so, so strong and uh, so experienced yeah. that, uh, yeah, I can't just go and uh, try. I have to do my best. And um, Aaron, you jump in. I know I'm throwing questions left and right here. If you got, if you, if you got some, I know I monopolize it. Um, do you? Did you listen to some of the podcasts leading into this, and were aware of some of the talk about you? I listened to the podcast with Pana and Tiffany, and the podcast with Celine. And, and um, I can't remember if we were saying what we were saying, but. Does it add pressure? Like, do you hear the hype around you or do you hear like, or you try to avoid some of that talk? 
no, I don't, I don't really hear the hype around me. Uh, what I heard was uh, before my championships, the podcast you did, uh, you know, to to say uh, who would uh, reach what place. But uh, so I listened to it and it motivated me because uh, there were, I think, two people at a four, they saw me out of the podium. Yeah, was that me? Place. It was probably uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I don't remember. But yeah. I was, you know, I was thinking about the podium. Uh, so the fact that uh, some people uh, thought that I couldn't make it motivated me more. But the hype really around me, no, uh, either I don't pay attention or I don't see it. I mean, the thing is, after what just happened, there'll probably be a lot more hype, though, right? <laughs> Surely, yes. <laughs> like when I, yeah, when so when I decided to compete uh, in the open with my coach, uh, I told him that I wanted to be second or first. So, but uh, I said first uh, without really believing it, you know. But <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I told him that third place, I would be disappointed. And so but I never imagined that I would come as close as I was to the first place. I, I could never imagine that. Erin, did you have a lifter in the 57s or 52s? I can't remember. No. Okay. So you were just watching like a, like as a fan watching. Yeah. I was just watching those sessions after the, in the squats. And I was the commentator. Did you think for a second there, holy shit, I think I'm going to be the world champion? When, because Joy, just for anyone listening, just to remind yeah. everybody, Joy looked like she had bombed out for a second there and um, it got overturned and she got her third squat in, but it was contentious. I don't know if you guys understand what that word means. It was debatable. It was people who, if you asked 100 people, was the squat low enough or not? 50 might say yes, 50 might say no. It was on that line, right? Um, so what, A, what were you thinking when that happened? Were you like, holy shit? And B, um, what did you think about those squats? Uh, well, honestly, I never thought that she would bump out. Um, the French uh, the French coaches, they didn't tell me anything because they know that I tend to be anxious. So they didn't tell me anything about the match. <laughs> But my coach, uh, he wasn't in South Africa, but uh, we were talking on the phone, by, we were texting. Who, who's your coach, by the way? Let's give him a shout out. Um, Stan Leuda, okay. a Twitter on uh, Instagram. And okay. so he told me that uh, she just uh, missed her food squad. And I'd said, okay. So I just, I couldn't believe it, you know, I just said, okay. Um, uh, and I went to stretch from my bench, but uh, I... Uh, I knew that they they would overrule it because to me it was just it was just impossible that she would move up. So no, I never thought okay uh, she's out and uh, um uh no I, I didn't think that. And did you uh, Noemi, were you watching this and what did you think when this happened? Du coup Noemi, est-ce que tu as vu les squats de Joy? Uh, Qu'est-ce que tu en as pensé de, bah, de ces squats de la profondeur et est-ce que tu est que as cru qu'elle allait... Dis-lui de me mettre dans la merde. <rire> you you want to get her in trouble. <rire> It's okay. You say whatever you want. You can have your opinion. I mean, look, it, 
Um, at the time, I thought I, I'll go first because I'm being honest. Um, at the time, I thought the squat was high. Um, mm-hmm. It's it wasn't to me though. It wasn't like uh, egregious. Again, I don't know how to how if that'll translate, but it wasn't like like at the time I thought the squat was high. But if someone if they overruled it and said it was low, I wasn't like oh my god, what the hell? I was like all right, well, it wasn't crazy. It it was close. It was borderline, right? Pour, euh, donc pour lui, quand, la première fois qu'il a vu le squat, il a trouvé qu'elle était, qu'elle était un peu high. Mais après, quand ils ont changé la décision, il n'était pas choqué non plus. Mais voilà, il s'est juste dit, OK, euh, voilà, c'est fait. Pour moi, pour moi, les deux premiers essais n'étaient pas bons. Et la troisième était discutable. Donc, euh, moi, j'ai trouvé que le match était, était OK. Enfin... So, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, it's the uh, same as you. So, the two first lifts were really high. But uh, the third, uh, it was okay. Yeah, but, it's a... um, me. Me personally, I didn't. Uh, uh, I didn't uh, go rewatch the, the lift, so uh, I don't know how it was. I just didn't really want to see it because, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know how it would uh, help. It was overruled, so now it uh, it's valid. So <laughs> it'll. I, I I get that it would eat me up inside if I if I saw it Maybe. afterwards and I'm like. That's how close I came to being a world champion, right? You were But honestly, well, honestly, uh, uh, I wouldn't really be that happy if I won uh, because she bombed up. So uh, I'm glad that she didn't. I remember that's what you told me when I seen you afterwards. And I was like, like, that was an amazing battle. First off. Yeah. Like that was a, like, that was an amazing battle. Right. And then, um, I was like, what did you think? What did you think? Because, I mean, it's got to be brought up. What did you think about the squats? And you told me, like, this is off the record, the whole nine. And you were like, I don't, I wouldn't want to win that way anyways. So yeah. whatever yeah. it is. So when, when they told me that uh, it was overruled, uh, you know, I wasn't disappointed. Uh, in the first place, I didn't think that she would boom out. But uh, when they told me that she really didn't, uh, I was not disappointed or scared. Well, it's just like, okay, uh, time for bench. Time for bench. Erin, what were you yeah. thinking, sir, when you were watching these unfold? Uh, I never watched her squats live, so I didn't see it. I just like, you know, I think I showed up to the venue and I heard that like, oh, yeah, she missed all three squats and they overturned it. So I was actually just watching it right now on the live stream because they put it up on YouTube. But the, the angles are weird because like the little side depth cam they have, the back spotter has his hand in the way. So he's like blocking the view of the hip crease to see. Mm. Um So it's hard to tell, but yeah, the, the first two squats got three reds, so they couldn't even do anything. So clearly that must have been high if all three referees thought it was high. On the third one, it looks like maybe she dipped it a little bit lower, and so the left referee gave her a white. But then it's interesting that the left referee is giving her a white, and then the chief referee is still giving her a red. So I don't know what the chief is seeing or, or what's going on there, but it, it's really hard to tell with her build. Um, and I was going to mention the, the other thing as far as like, Uh, Jade saying she doesn't want to win that way. It's like interesting. Like you don't want someone to bomb out, or you don't want someone to get injured, or someone to not show up, or whatever like that. But like the the mentality is, or the mindset is, you want to beat them. But if they're not capable of squatting deep enough with that weight, then that means they should have been. Do- their, their strength is a lighter weight. Let's say she she squat a high 155. That means maybe her strength on a day was 145 mm. or 150. So if her strength is 145, Jade would have beat her on total. So like. 
you don't want to you don't want them to bomb out but if they pick the strategy that leads to them bombing out and you are stronger than them it's it's the same thing you totaled more than yeah. them on the I day see what so you mean. <laughs> so okay. it's it's interesting people don't want to win that way but in our sport that's that's a way that you win if if they're not strong enough they wouldn't have gotten that total look you two guys are you two are world champions i'm not a world champion i'll tell you what I take that W any day. <laughs> I'm like, wait, gagnon, gagnon, winner. Be like... du, coup, euh, du coup, le Emi, en gros, ils disent que... Bon, en gros, moi, j'ai dit que je voulais pas que, que Joy ait bulle de toute façon parce que ça n'aurait pas été une vraie victoire pour moi. Donc, il euh, y a un coach qui dit que pour lui, de toute façon, même si elle avait bullé, ça veut dire qu'elle n'était pas assez forte pour faire 155. Ouais. Donc, dans tous les cas... Je... Ça veut dire que j'aurais été plus forte qu'elle et que ça aurait été une vraie victoire. Et euh, sinon, euh, bah Ryan dit que pour lui, euh, il prend la victoire, euh, même si elle bulle, quoi. Tant qu'il gagne, voilà. OK. What would, uh, I mean, I, I already know Noemi's no probably the same as you and you she wants to beat them. Noemi's like a, a tiger, too. Like, you guys don't take wins like that. Um, after, after the squad event for Noemi and her squad event in the 52s, There was, I think it was five times the world record got broken. It was insane. And um, obviously, Deckers ended up taking the record at the end. But like, Steph Keen took the record. Noemi took the record. How was Noemi feeling after the squat event going into the bench press? Because we knew the squats was going to be, um, we knew some world records were going to fall in the squat event. In the bench press event, Noemi just got her opener and some of the other ladies got other lifts. How is she feeling at this point? Like the squats was like world records all over the place. Ben, she just got her opener. Was she confident? Was she like, holy smokes, this could be because you still had Shizuka who was in the race. You still had all the like Deckers and all these ladies coming. Après, um, uh, j'ai compris un peu près. Comprendre, ça va se parler. <laughs> uh, en gros, uh, je me suis pas vraiment fiée à ce que les autres faisaient lors de ma compétition. Je me suis vraiment consacrée uh, à, à mon total. Euh, et euh, du coup j'étais dans mon match je savais que j'avais des kilos d'avance par rapport à Shizuka donc euh, j'étais plutôt confiante on va dire euh, pas, je savais que le sous-vétard euh, on allait être plus ou moins pareil donc euh, je savais que j'avais de l'avance surtout donc j'étais confiante Um, so uh, she wasn't really focus, focusing on what others were doing she was focusing on her match And she knew that she had a few kilos ahead of Shizuka and uh, they are pretty much the same on deadlift. So since she was in advance, she was pretty confident. Yeah, it's, um, I remember thinking like while watching. So Noemi is the favorite. And, and like I'm thinking she's probably like she's the favorite to win for sure. And even though she missed a couple benches, like it opened up the door of opportunity for some of these other ladies. And the thing with Shizuka It depends on the day. Sometimes her deadlift is like, oh my gosh, she could pull this off. And other times she just can't get that deadlift. And I don't know what it is. Like you don't know until the deadlift starts. Um, is But it's one of those deals because sometimes they've been so close. It's almost like the laws of percentages where, all right, if Noemi beats Shizuka eight times out of 10, at some point, those two times are going to happen, right? <laughs> like, this, this is what you tell yourself. Like, it can't open. So when you're watching live, you're like, oh, my God, is this that time? When Shizuka's hitting and if Noemi's missing. Um, does, 
how does Noemi, in terms of like when she's going into the world championships, I mean, was she, was she only focused on, okay, it's going to be Shizuka. Was she worried about some of these other ladies? Like did any of these other ladies surprise her? Because Decker surprised me and she didn't surprise. I think Arian, you had her pick pretty good, didn't you? Uh, I don't remember. I think Bill maybe had her placed the highest out of all of us. But she surprised me. Did any of these ladies surprise Noemi at the World Championships? Um, alors, je sais que Decker, elle est très très forte au squat. Elle a, on a un peu préparé sur le développé couché. Mais je sais que je suis euh, plus forte qu'elle au soulevé de terre. Donc, c'est pas qu'elle ne me fait pas peur, parce que toutes les filles me font peur, entre guillemets. Mais je savais que j'avais l'avantage par rapport à elle sur le soulevé de terre. Donc, peu importe, en fait, les kilos qu'elle me mettait au squat ou au développé couché, je savais que j'allais pouvoir mettre plus au soulevé de terre. Donc, euh, non, moi, c'est vraiment qui me faisait peur, entre guillemets. C'était Shizuka et les autres. Euh, je savais que j'avais l'avantage au soulevé de terre. So she already knew that Dekas was strong. Uh, she had a strong squat. Uh, she also already knew that they had uh, like the same bench, but she she knows that she's uh, way stronger in deadlift. So uh, it's not that uh, it's not that she wasn't scared of her, but uh, she knew that she could take the advantage at the deadlift. But uh, for Shizuka, it was uh, Shizuka the real threat for her. Noemi's interesting because she's one of the few people that um, started off sumo deadlifting, moved to conventional, and are pulling more. It <laughs> totally goes against sumo's easier. Uh, and, and like people probably love that. Like she probably, so many more people on Instagram will like her list because she pulls conventional. But um, how did that change happen? And why did it become easier? Because a lot of people just assume sumo's easier. But for Naomi, the J'ai changé parce que déjà j'avais plusieurs problèmes au démarrage au soulevé de terre en fait en sumo. En général, ça montait que d'un côté euh, parce que j'ai des problèmes au niveau de la hanche et euh, et en fait je faisais les deux dans ma programmation. Je faisais et du conventionnel et du sumo et à un moment je me suis dit ah pourquoi pas essayer le conventionnel mais only enfin, que du conventionnel et c'est comme ça petit à petit que j'ai fait que du conventionnel et que je me suis sentie super forte. Et au final, j'arriverai plus à revenir euh, au sumo. Enfin, je, je suis team conventionnelle. <laughs> so she had a, she had a hips problem. So when she was pulling sumo, there was only one side going up. Uh, she always uh, did the two lifts, uh, conventional and sumo, uh, in her programmation. But uh, one day she thought, uh, why not try uh, conventional as my main yeah. lift? And now she's team conventional. Yeah, team conventional. <laughs> and now she's like, sumo's cheating. Sumo's <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, and for yourself, uh, Jad, when you were in, in the middle of this competition and uh, Bobby Butters broke a world record in squat and you have like people like, you know, Maria T, former world champion in the mix, and they, like the 57s were stacked. Um, yeah. When you got there, and it's not the Junior Worlds anymore. Junior Worlds still got shooters for sure. But when you're in the midst of this battle and you see some of these ladies who had won open world titles and, uh, you know, world record breakers, were you paying attention at all to what they're doing? And were you, what was your, what was the feeling like in the warm-up room? For me, when I walk in the back of the warm-up room and I see all you guys, I'm like, oh, Damn, like the 57s was as stacked as they get as any of these weight classes. 
internationally right across the board. And um, I remember seeing you in the warm-up room, that one picture where we both, I give you that little fist bump and you give fist bump. But it was, it's gotta be a little bit daunting for your first open world championships to be in the mix like that. Well, uh, for the bench, uh, to be honest, the, the bench is my enemy. So um, I knew that I would, that I would lose uh, a lot of points on my bench, uh, especially because uh, Bobby is super strong. Uh, she has a super strong bench and uh, Joy too. But uh, I'm used to lose points on bench. So I wasn't really worried uh, because I knew that I could... Uh, take more points uh, against Bobby on the deadlift. But um, so for bench, uh, I was just like, uh, I'm going to try to do as much as I can. Uh, but um, it was the deadlift I was really like, uh, it's when I deadlifted that I felt all the pressure of the competition. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, so the, co the coaches, uh, once again, they didn't tell me, so you're, pulling that weight for that place they didn't tell me that they just um, put the weight and I just had to go on the platform and lift but uh, I knew I, I just knew that for my last pull I know it was for the first place but the, the first two deadlifts I didn't know what it was but um, <laughs> I felt uh, I felt really easy on my first two deadlifts and uh, I was just super excited for the third Let's, uh, Arian, I don't know if you have the results pulled up. Yeah, I have it pulled up. Do you want to maybe tell us, give us the breakdown on how this bad boy looked in terms of walking into the deadlifts, um, what we're looking at? Um, well, I mean, let me add this up real quick. On subtotal, Joy was at 252 and Jade was at uh, 270, but then obviously- Holy shit. Yeah, you had so yeah you, were, you knew for anybody watching it was like this could happen this could happen like i remember live um thinking to myself for sure joey's got a big deadlift but there's there's it's within reason like your deadlift can be she's got a monster deadlift but it's there's a there's a ceiling to it it's not infinity like when you had a lead like that, this could actually happen today. You know, France could take another world title. Walking to the deadlifts, I remember thinking that, and we had the subtotals up, and we're looking at the possible attempt selection. And you guys, France did a, an amazing job um, in terms of your coaching to get three lifts out of you without teetering over and missing. Because you can load up too much, and then you miss – and then Joy's like, oh, thank God, I don't have to. Like, uh, every sorry, go ahead if you're gonna say something. No, yeah, uh, French coaches they they're really careful with the the choice of weight. Um, so I was at the end of the competition, I was super happy because I I put my last deadlift, and uh, but um, when weeks uh, passed. Now I'm just a little bit frustrated, uh, but not uh, because of the, the choices of the coaches, just because I know that uh, I had more in me. And if, for example, if I was um, if I was easier, if my opener was easier, I know that I could have done a lot more on squats because um, I, I finished on 175 
and that was at least five kilos less than what I wanted to do. But it was me that the, the squats, uh, it's always a little bit stressful because it's the first lift. So I wasn't as quick as I used to, as I'm used to be uh, for this weight. So I'm a little bit frustrated with my performance on squat. And uh, the kilos that I've lost on squat, uh, maybe that's what cost me my place. So yeah, I want to, I want to take my revenge on this movement. <laughs> You thought you were frustrated with squats. Imagine what Joey would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go I ahead, buddy. I'm just going to add there to the to the deadlift battle. As I said, the subtotals, Jay was up uh, 17 and a half kilos. And I'm pretty sure Joy had a lower opener in and she changed her opener uh, deadlift so that she would open up 17 and a half kilos more than Jade. Um, the issue was that they both weighed the same. And so when you weigh the same, then it's the person who hits the total first. So technically after opening attempts, Jade was in first and Joy was in second with the same total. And then Jade took the seven and a half kilo jump. So then Joy took a 11 kilo jump to take the lead on the second. And then on the third, it was a similar thing where Jay went into first and then Joy went to first. Um, I was gonna ask Jade though, cause you, you had mentioned the coaches were just putting in numbers for you. And then obviously you knew the last one was to put you in first, but for that last deadlift, did they ask you, hey, what are you capable of? Do you think you can do 210? Do you think you do 212? Or did they just put in a number in based on how your second moved? Uh, no, they, just, they didn't ask me. Uh, I didn't know it was 210 on the bar. To, um, honestly, I thought it was 215. So <laughs> I was super hyped. And uh, when I uh, when the, the lift was done, uh, I jumped because I was I thought it was 215. Uh, when I saw 210, I was still happy, but uh, I thought there was more on the bar. But um, I know that the, I'm not um, really... Uh, at the time, I wasn't uh, really confident. That was my first Open Championships. So um, if they asked me, I would say, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Hey, it would just trust me more. But I am working on that. And for the, my next Open Championships, I want to be, you know, um, more assertive. I want to know what I can do, tell them. Uh, and uh, just be better on the platform because they they have the, they have a good eye you know they for my squad for example it's true that I wasn't uh, I was it wasn't really easy my opener it was uh, it wasn't uh, as easy as, as it should be and they saw that and uh, so they they decided to be careful with the weight but for my next championships yes I, I'm gonna try to talk more and uh, take more decisions. Is it going to be the same coaches for Junior World, so you get to practice with them again? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be the same. Well, it's always the same team. Sometimes you have... Uh, uh, it's uh, For me, it has almost always been uh, Charlotte, so you know her, mm -hmm. and uh, Peter Sandré, uh, Cyril Vaillant, and of course Fabrice Magrin. So there's always those four, and they you know, they take turns. Um, it's named Cyril? Uh, Cyril Vaillant, yes. Oui, il est parti. I'm not going to oh, be able to okay. say uh, So he's not a French coach anymore, but uh, yes, his name was Cyril. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember seeing videos of him in the gym. He was such the stereotypical French dude. The way he was, he was dressed immaculately with a scarf, the whole <laughs> nine. I was like, holy shit, who is this dude? Uh, but uh, yeah, it is. 
I understand what you're saying about like uh, when you first get there and first off for the French coaching staff, I wouldn't have known what you're capable of either. Like it's one thing to have training numbers, especially with the junior lifter. It's one thing to have amazing training numbers, but as the coach, you're like, you're, you're junior, you haven't been here before. And they're just like, we got to get the most out of you. And they almost did it. So it's like, it's tough because, you know, if you put on too much and you miss now only your second attempts going to your total. So it's really difficult. And, um, Someone like Noemi, who's been to the world championships before, and people are familiar with her top end, it's easier to predict, okay, I think this is where you're at for squat. But for a junior where it's like, you're, you're, what did your total jump up? It was, what was, what was the jump in your total? Do you know? Uh, nationals, I did 465.5 and uh, Worlds, I did 480. And when was Nationals? Uh, well... Is March. that April? March? <laughs> so from March to June, that's a crazy jump in total for 57 kilo. That's a crazy jump in total 57 kilo. So it'd be, um, I get both of you guys. I get where the French staff would be like, like, you know, if a junior's like, trust me, I got this, I got that. And they're like, all right, well, settle down a little bit. Cause that's crazy. Like that's, that's yes. But I okay. also get, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go well, I was going to say, I also get where you're coming from, where you're like, you got to trust me. Or, or you're telling yourself, I think I have more, but you're also not going to voice it because you're like, I don't know. I mean, it's 2020 okay. hindsight, right? You're thinking, I think I'm good enough for it, but I haven't done it before ever. Just in the gym, right? It's, you know. Yes, two, 210 was a PB for me. Yeah. Well, so there you go. That, yeah. that was already uh, a I mean, it looks like all of them were. Like almost yes. Uh, like like looking um, at the results at the nationals, you squatted one seventy two, and at Worlds you opened up at one sixty seven point five. So they definitely had a lot of trust in you that you can open up heavy at a World Championship traveling and be able to still hit a PR there. Um, same thing with the uh, bench. It looks like at nationals you hit ninety two point five and you opened up with ninety. So um, seems like they they, then... they made some good moves working with you. So there's, there's also my coach, of course, that was very involved and he mm -hmm. was in contact with them. And um, they saw me after each lift. I was uh, just uh, on my phone texting him because I've, I, was, I wasn't really confident. And uh, I was just frantically tapping on my phone, like, how was it? Uh, send me the video. So um, it's just when I'm alone, I'm just not used to lift alone. Uh, so... I wasn't 100% sure of what I can do. And on in my trainings it's it's the same. So if uh, he's going to he's going to give me the choice, he's going to tell me for example you can do a top single uh, 165 to 175 you choose um, depending on your last warm up and uh, we saw that I just can't choose. So for now, I, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure to, you know. I, I just can't choose. Can't choose. So I'm going to be super, super slow. My last warm-up is going to be super hard. And I'm going to say, okay, 175. Okay, let's go. Uh, I'm going to fail. So I'm just uh, not sure for now. Uh, I'm going to work on that. But uh, without my coach, uh, without, uh, without his input, uh, for now, uh, <laughs> I can't say what really I can do. Uh, except for maybe the last deadlift. For the last deadlift, I was really hyped. And uh, 
I was sure that uh, I could pull the last deadlift. I was sure that I didn't know what they put on the bar, but uh, I was sure that I could lift it. Except for that, because it was because of the hype, but except for that, uh, most of the time, I'm not sure. I mean, after this experience, yeah, you're only going to get better. Like you're, that was the yeah. first time. For all the other 57s, like Joy, it's going to be like, holy shit. That was, a, that was round one. She's coming back. <laughs> yes. She's coming back round two. And and I tell you what, it might be before the next open worlds. It might be like, who knows if you guys are both going to be at Euros. And, yeah, maybe. And who knows if you're both going to be at Sheffield. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be a rematch? We're going to have to put a pin in that and that see. Would but be, well, That would be huge. It would well, be monstrous because you're mm. guaranteed a battle, and this is not over. It's not. Uh, we haven't settled it yet. We, we there's too many question marks around this. I, I was just going to add in there too. Yeah, I mean, whether it is the rematches at Euros or at Sheffield or at Worlds next year, <laughs> is we do have the Junior Worlds coming up too. Is your goal at the Junior Worlds to break that open world record total? What is the open uh, world record total, real quick, before she? The four eighty point five. Okay, but uh, but Joy is also hit four ninety two and a half. Yeah, what's your yes, goal? Yes, on nationals. Uh, well, I'm not for now. I'm not totally sure what my goals uh, are for these championships. What I know for sure is that I want to take my revenge on the squad. So we're really focusing on squad for this block. Um, but uh, as far as my total, we're still uh, talking with my coach because if um, if I'm invited to Sheffield. Uh, I have to think about that too. Um, I don't really want to to uh, go all out on the total. Uh, mm. I think I'm gonna just take my revenge on my squad and uh, bench a little bit more also because uh, my bench is uh, well, voila. Um, but uh, for the total, uh, I I hope to do a little bit better than I did last time. Maybe not all out, uh, and but because I'm even more focused on the Europe European Championships. Before Sheffield, I'm more focused on Europeans, and uh, but for World, uh, so beating Maya, of course. Um, so I'm really happy to face to face her again, and uh, apart from that, uh, do a little bit better on squat. I'm not really sure for the total. We'll see. If if you. If you do get the invite for Sheffield, are you going to not do Europeans and be like, you know what? Or are you going to do Europeans anyways if Sheffield happens for you? Uh, wow. I don't, <laughs> I don't know for now. I, I, to be honest, um, I didn't think that I would be invited. I don't know yet, but uh, uh, I was thinking that I wouldn't go to Sheffield. But my, uh, my coach and other people told me that it's a possibility. To, for me, it was impossible. So I don't really consider that yet. We'll see. I mean, it's it, look at I'm telling you right now, as a viewer, and I know like um, obviously no decisions have been made. But if I'm looking at this and I'm SPD, I'm thinking, what are the best, most exciting matchups I can make to make sure the product I'm putting on has people entertained? And there's, I mean, this is a no-brainer. Like Jess Agata, obviously. Uh, you joy, obviously, it, it was half a kilo for both of you. For both those showdowns, it was half a kilo. 
And it was right down to the very last deadlift. And everybody's like, holy shit, I can't believe. And there's, for both Jess Nagata and you and Joy, it's unresolved. Meaning like, um, like there was controversy around you and Joy. That's actually good. Controversy with sports and people debating. Well, should that yes. squat have been? Some people, like, yes, that squat was good. I don't know what the big fuss is. Other people, like, I don't know. There are some people like, you know what? Um, Jad had more in her squat. She could have had a bigger total. She's young. When she comes back, she's going to do even bigger. And then other people will be like, yeah, but Joy had a bad squat session, but Joy usually doesn't. And, you know, she's done 492 and a half. Can Jad yes. do that? Some people be like, well, maybe Jad can by the time they, if I'm looking at this, it's a possibility. It's a strong so that's, possibility. That's the thing that um, if I'm invited to Sheffield, I think that to decide if I'm going to go to Europeans or not, uh, we're going to have to see if Bobby and Joy are, are there. That's going to play too. Because uh, I really want that rematch. So <laughs> yeah. it's going to, yes. <laughs> it's almost better if it happens at Sheffield as opposed to Europeans. Um, right. For a couple of reasons. A, for viewership. If the rematch is going to happen, I bet you if like, and look at SPD hasn't done nothing yet, but if it does, and if it is Sheffield, you know, SPD is like, we'd prefer the conclusion happens at Sheffield than Europeans. Right. Yeah. Or, and you probably also were like, I hope that world title doesn't get too crazy. Like you, you want to push joy, but you don't want anybody breaking that world record total. <laughs> I mean, there's money. You'd be like, hey, take it easy. Yes. You'd be like, Joy, if you're going to Europeans, I'm not because I don't want to push you to the brink. Or you could be like, you know, just take it easy because she'll be on the same page. If Joy shows up the Europeans and you're not there, she'll mm -hmm. do her thing, win. But she's probably thinking I'm not going to break the record if I don't have to. But if you show up, she'll be like, oh, fuck, I don't got a choice. Neither do you. We both got to go, right? <laughs> like, you're both going to push each other. So it becomes strategic. I don't know. You got to think about it. Yeah, it's strategic. Uh, and I know that everybody's speaking about that. Uh, all the world champions. So they know that they will be they will be in Sheffield. At Sheffield, sorry. But, uh, and so they, they are organizing their championships according to that. But since, since I don't really know for now, uh, I just know that uh, I don't want to go overboard uh, at world at junior world, but after that for the Europeans, uh, for now I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, you gotta just pay. You just gotta see, see what happens. Yeah. The Sheffield invites come out before Europeans and and whatnot. Yeah, um, I was gonna say we, we don't know when the invites are gonna go out for you to figure out your plan. And right. and the and the downside for for you is that uh, Evie Corgan got the spot as far as the Oceania region. So we already have 257. So then it becomes what's mm -hmm. SPD strategy. Do they put in 357s? Do they go for another weight class? Cause like you had said, Ryan, you got a Gata that you can put in. You have a Marta Jenner that you can put in. You got Leah that you can put in. Then from yeah. there, do you go with like a, a Plune, a Steph or a Shizuka? Do you go with a Heather? Do you go with a Jade? So it'll be interesting to see how they rank these people and decide, okay, do we want to double up in every single weight class or do you want to leave some weight classes out and, and and triple up in a weight class with the 63s because Leah didn't compete um, none of the 63s got an automatic qualifier so then do you put like a Meg Scanlon in so a, a lot of things up in the air uh, as far as that um, so it'll be yeah. interesting to see what they do and when they officially announce it so we know like who's going and what's everyone's plan going to be Noemi who do you want to face because you're going to Sheffield who do you want to face in the 52 kilo showdown? And let's say it's wide open for you. 
you're thinking in terms of like what's most exciting, not even just what's most competitive, who would you like to face? And you're allowed to say turbo tiff. You're allowed to say you're allowed to change your weight class. If you like, you could do whatever you like. What would be your dream matchup? You're thinking this is exciting for me for Sheffield. Alors, si tu devais choisir une concurrente pour Sheffield, même si c'est pas la plus compétitive, mais celle qui te qui va te pousser le plus, et tu as le droit de dire Tiffany. Donc, pour Sheffield, c'est qui que, que tu vas avoir en duel Après, je sais pas parce que du coup, pour Sheffield, c'est le pourcentage par rapport au record du monde existant. Donc, je pense pas avoir vraiment de concurrente en fait pour Sheffield. C'est euh... non Well, uh, since at Sheffield, what's important is the percentage, percentage, oh, percentage above yep. the world record that's important. Uh, she she doesn't really think that she will have a. Um, uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, an opposite. <laughs> ah, so so does she? Does she feel like she wouldn't be motivated motivated more? Like, would she be motivated more if she sees like Shizuka's in the Sheffield and 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 tra seeing her training numbers and seeing what she's putting up, or would the motivation still be there if there's no fifty twos, but you're still going against the forty seven, you're still going against the fifty seven, and so on? Ouais, du coup, euh, est-ce que euh, tu serais pas plus motivé s'il y avait une deuxième 52 Ou est-ce que même si tu es à la seule 52, tu auras la même motivation pour Sheffield Après, euh, moi qui ai des concurrents ou pas des concurrents, fais... enfin, c'est un sport individuel, donc forcément, euh, je, je ferai le meilleur qu'il y ait des concurrentes ou pas. Après, forcément, je pense que s'il y a une concurrente, euh, l'enjeu sera encore plus beau. Donc, euh, peu importe, en vrai, euh... ouais, je sais pas. Euh, je pense que. Je donnerai le meilleur, peu importe s'il y a quelqu'un ou pas. So, to her, it doesn't really matter because she's gonna give her best no matter if they are other 52s or not. It'll be, I'm telling you as a fan, like, I don't think, I don't think Turbo Tiff's gonna move up. But if she did for Sheffield, um, just for the sake of Sheffield, it would be in, uh, an amazing showdown. And because Turbo Tiff won best lifter at the World Championships, Noemi versus the best lifter at Worlds would be dynamite to watch. Um, but does it make sense? Because Turbo Tiff obviously can make 47 and has an opportunity to, you know, smash world records, etc. So it's, I don't know. I'm just thinking in terms of viewership, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad seeing that showdown, that's for sure. Um, in terms of her input, in a bit of a contrast to yourself, Jad, Was Noemi giving input to what she thinks her lift should be um, for her squat? And was she vocal about with the coaching staff? Like, this is what I would like for my third squat. This is what I would like for my third bench. Is she getting in there and offering this kind of input? Uh, du coup, est-ce que contrairement à moi, euh, toi, tu, tu, donnais les tu donnais au coach les barres que tu voulais. Tu disais, voilà, je veux ça en troisième squat, ça en troisième bench, ça en deadlift. Euh, au squat, oui, moi j'ai donné toutes mes barres, à part la troisième barre euh, pour 168, je leur ai dit mettez ce que vous voulez. Euh, pour le bench, pareil, c'est moi qui ai donné mes barres. Et pour le terre, j'ai donné euh, euh, toutes, toutes mes barres aussi. Donc euh, à part la troisième au squat, j'ai donné toutes les, euh, tout ce que je voulais. So, except for the third, uh, except for the third 
try on squat, uh, she gave all of her weights. Ah, so this Except is like for foot squat. This is like the veteran, you know, who's like been at the world championships <laughs> and is like more and more confident. She knows what she wants and is like, this is what we're going to do. En général, je sais, je sais ce que je vaux. Euh, donc, je leur dis ce que je peux faire, enfin, jusqu'où je peux aller en gros. Et eux, ils choisissent. Et euh, au soulevé terre, euh, bah, comme il y a, en général, on gère le match, bah, peu importe en fait. Euh, faut, moi, mon seul but, c'est de gagner. Donc, peu importe la barre en fait, euh, je, je tire dessus. So yeah, she's the total opposite of me. So she knows exactly um, um, how far she can go. So the, she tells that she tells that to the coaches, and then they choose. Uh, for her, the most important thing is to win. So no matter the weight, uh, as long as she wins. And was this for Noemi um, comparing this to last year's world title win? Was this more difficult for her, you know, whether it was because last last year was the first world championships that she would have won. Um, was it more of the same? What was if she was to compare both of these two years? Um, ça a été plus facile, bizarrement. Ce championnat là était plus facile. L'année dernière, je m'étais fait un petit peu mal. Euh, alors, je sais pas si tu vas réussir à traduire à l'ischio. <laughs> <rire> du coup, euh, l'année dernière, j'y suis allée, enfin euh, pas blessée, mais avec une petite gêne. Du coup, au squat, j'ai pas pu faire ce que je voulais. Donc euh, cette année a été, on va dire, plus facile où j'étais plus confiante. Je savais que j'étais à 100%, contrairement à l'année dernière. Uh, so oddly, it was easier for her this year because last year she was hurt uh, at the hamstring, so um, she was hurt uh, to squat. Uh, but this year, she knew that she could go all out uh, 100%. So, yes, it was easier for her. And um, when you were back there, Jad, was Noemi, was Noemi back there with you? I can't remember because I know you two were together a lot. And does it help yeah, we to have... in the same room. Oh, yeah, okay. It doesn't mm -hmm. help to have people like that around you who are like world champions and been there when it's your first time. But you guys are roommates, right? So it was, does it help easier to having somebody who's a world champion and been there in terms of your confidence and all the rest of it? Uh, to me, yes, it was easier because um, last year, uh, let me remember. So last year for Worlds, I think, uh, I think I was alone in my room. Maybe I'm... Well, maybe I'm mistaken for Europeans, but I think that last year I was alone in my room, so I had a lot of time to uh, stress even more. Uh, but uh, Noemi is a person that's super easy to get along with. She was teasing me because of what I, what I was eating. Uh, I was... Uh, Uh, under my weight class, so the, because I was eating candies and uh, a lot of things that she didn't like. So we were laughing together, together eating together, and um, you know it was easier to think about something else. And once her championships uh, passed, uh, of course she won. So I was even more motivated. Yeah, um, you guys also had some visitors with some monkeys in the back. 
trying to get into your room. That was crazy. I seen that video. That monkey got wild with you guys. So that monkey was like aggressive. What was cool with all that? Did, did they try to get in your room while you were in there? Donc, euh, il parle du singe qui, qui a voulu nous attaquer. Donc, il demande qu'est-ce qu qui se passait, quoi. Qu'est-ce qu'il a voulu prendre euh, bah, Je pense euh, à manger pour de la nourriture. Après, nous, on était au sixième étage, donc euh, on ne faisait vraiment pas attention. Et euh, donc, voilà, après, c'était marrant. On a bien, on a bien rigolé. <rire> so, it was when we were on the sixth floor, so uh, we didn't pay attention, uh, but uh, he was... Maybe he was uh, looking for food. He was aiming to Noemi's suitcase. He didn't have his, so he was uh, searching for food in there. And uh, she saw him. She made him leave, and he attacked us uh, through the window. <laughs> it was legit. It was crazy. He was aggressive, yeah. man. He was pissed. He was not done eating or whatever it was he was coming for. He said, "Come on, ladies, just hang out, relax." Um, <laughs> What are some of your guys, I want to get some predictions for 2023. Well, first off, uh, you have a good matchup in Junior Worlds with the Silva from Spain. Yeah. That's going to be a good, it's a rematch because you got faced off, but her training numbers look phenomenal. Um, it's going to, is, is that, what are your expectations for the Junior World Championships? It's crazy because both you guys are potentially going to break the open world record if you push each other. It's almost like you got to be like, hey, relax, because I might get a Sheffield invite. So let's just take it easy, huh? <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be crazy. You know, Joey Namani is going to be watching as well. What are yeah. your expectations there? Um, well, I think it's going to be really interesting, even more than last year, because we're both uh, way stronger than last year. Um, so um, I don't really have any expectations for her number her numbers i don't really know what she can do on the platform uh but i know she's gonna be afraid so i said i didn't want to go all out for junior but uh <laughs> if uh if she makes me i'm gonna go all out. yeah yeah this is it oh so, yeah i know it's gonna be and she's a uh, yes she's strong she's super nice uh so i can't wait to face her again yeah she's um she's a fiery competitor And um, another, like some of these Europeans on the come up, you know, once you guys, like you're already in the open, she could go in the open. Like she'll probably, depending on what happens at Junior Worlds, if she's satisfied with her performance, if she jumps into the open, oh my gosh, the open next year is going to be, it's already stacked. Well, she's um, she's, she's 19.99, so she has to be in the open next year anyway. Well, she ages up. Yeah. There it is. It's gonna be absolutely bonkers. Like it's a that's a super stacked division in the 57s. What is your goals for the future, Jet? In terms of, um, let me get. What would you like 2022 to finish off with, and 2023 to finish off with, if you have it your way? Um. Well. Uh... I would like to finish 2022 with the world record on squat. Um, so beating Bobby <laughs> on squat is going to be hard. But if I had it my way, it would be that and finish 2023 with uh, 500 kilo totals. So oh, that would shit. Be that. that's my goal. Um, that's really if everything goes according to my plan. But I think that uh, yeah, my biggest goal is that uh, 500 kilos total for 2023. Well, the end of 2023. 
you would be the first 57 to achieve that. Um, <laughs> Joy's come close. She's in the 490s, but that would be huge if you're the first. And you'd still be a junior next year, right? Yeah. So that would be I a record. Think, I think next year, maybe it's my last year as a junior. Do you as turn 23 next year? Oh, no, I turned 22. So what? Yeah. Uh, you I see, had two, two more years. It'd be crazy to you for you to do that as a junior. I mean, that's a crazy statement. Um, and yeah, and I mean, if you, if this is the Open World Championships, may or may not be Sheffield, you got a very big year for you. And <laughs> I want, I, I didn't say it, but of course, I want the first place at uh, Worlds next year. I want to beat Namani Joy. So it's going to be, and uh, facing Bobby again because uh, Bobby was really close to the, the second and first place as well. So I'm just, uh, I can't wait for the rematch, but uh, I want the title next year. Yeah, this, this time's going to be different, huh? Yeah. That's right. You got to say it with your chest out. Um, Noemi, what are your goals for 2022, the rest of 2022? as well as 2023, what can we expect from you? Um, du coup, au mois de septembre, je vais faire les Arnold euh, à Birmingham. Euh, je n'ai pas vraiment d'objectif pour cette compétition. J'y vais surtout pour être avec des amis. Et après, du coup, j'ai les championnats d'Europe. Euh, je ne sais même pas où c'est, en Pologne, je crois. Et l'objectif, bah, c'est de gagner, sans battre le record du monde, <rire> si possible. Um, voilà, donc euh, j'ai pas vraiment d'objectif euh, en tête au niveau des chiffres, mais voilà, gagner euh, les championnats d'Europe et me faire plaisir euh, aux Arnold. Um, so for 2022, 1st September, she's gonna be at the Arnold's. So she doesn't have a specific goal, she just wants uh, to be with friends, and then she's gonna compete at the Europeans. So she doesn't have uh, numbers, but she wants to win without beating the world record, if possible. <laughs> you know, I mean, she's competing a lot. And here's the thing. It's, um, those are international events. So she, you got to hope that Shizuka or someone doesn't show up and you're like, ah, now we got to do a world record. Like, you know, it's tough. It's like, does she contemplate not doing Europeans, for instance, just to save, hold off on the world record? Because if Shizuka's on her A game, she might push her so she has to break the world record, right? Est-ce que pour toi c'est une possibilité de pas faire les Europe si à Shizuka parce que vous êtes là toutes les deux, vous allez devoir vous pousser du coup pousser le record du monde. Est-ce que tu pourrais genre ne pas faire les Europe pour Sheffield? Je sais pas. Euh, je sais pas et je sais pas si j'ai envie moi de faire ça parce que un championnat d'Europe c'est quand même euh, bah c'est une belle compétition, c'est quand même une c'est quand même un titre que j'ai envie d'avoir aussi euh, en 2022 pour euh, faire euh, la totale. <rire> Donc, euh, je ne sais pas si j'ai envie de faire ça. et, euh, et euh, Je ne sais pas. Mais je ne pense pas le faire. Même si j'aurais la possibilité, je ne pense pas le faire. Donc, elle ne sait pas vraiment. Mais elle ne sait pas vraiment si elle veut faire ça. Parce que l'European Champion est encore un grand titre. Et elle veut prendre tous les titres. Uh, so if she yeah. even if... <laughs> yes uh, all the titles in 2022 yeah that'd be so pretty dope she doesn't know if she would do that um 
and let me tell you guys something. I've been having some, so I'm going to be like, I'm a part of Sheffield working with SBD on this and I'm involved in some of the meetings in terms of like production and what's, what they're planning. And, uh, holy shit, this is, it's, this is going to be like no other competition from the advertisements and the promo videos that they're going to cut. It is, it is like the ideas and they're showing me other from other sports they're taking ideas from it and it is going to be the wildest to the of the venue to even just the introduction and what they who they want in attendance to what the production is going to be like they are going beyond powerlifting and looking at other professional sports and saying this is what we want what they did here is what our expectation is there and um, everything, everything from like the crowd set up to who is in the crowd, the placement to the introduction, to the in-between, um, the squat to bench, it's not going to be, we're going to take a break. It's going to be like nonstop who they're bringing in and what they're it's, I mean, I'm trying, I know I'm being somewhat vague because I can't give the details. SPD has got to give it first, but I'm telling you. It's going to be crazy that Sheffield is going to be the wildest. I'm crazy excited and I can't wait. Um, so hopefully, you know, I mean, hopefully both of you guys are there. We'll see what happens when they start, you know, sending out the invites. But uh, yeah, I'm crazy, crazy excited for it. Um, Arian, do you got any more questions for these young ladies, kind sir? I was going to ask um, again about Sheffield and maybe a coaching question if the French team has thought about it because this is an issue that maybe with the U.S. team too that Ryan and I have talked about is, you know, when you go to Worlds, you're all in your own separate weight classes versus uh, except for Noemi versus Zuko. But when you go to Sheffield, you're all also competing head-to-head. So Tiff is in, Noemi's in, you might get in, Leah might get in, Panna might get in. So have you guys thought about how the coaching is going to work? Like would you want your – personal coach there for an event that big are the french coaches going to split you all up and go head to head without helping each other out have you guys thought about that at all euh, en gros, la Fédération française a dit qu'on pouvait amener notre propre coach à Sheffield, qu'il fallait juste demander l'autorisation. Donc, chaque athlète français pourra ramener son coach. Uh, so, the French Federation said that uh, each French lifter can bring uh, his personal coach. You just have to ask and uh, yeah, so you can bring your coach. So, Noemi, are you going to bring your personal coach to Sheffield? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dis-lui si je suis invitée, c'est pas sûr encore. <laughs> If she's invited, yes. Yes, oh, come on. Oui, oui. Oh, come on, she's invited. Arian was just going to say, because if you need somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every guest we have that's going to Sheffield, Arian would be like, well, I'm just saying, I'm, I can make myself available, is, is the thing. How about you, Jad? Would you be bringing, if you get the invite, um, what are you thinking? Terms of coaching. If I'm invited, uh, yes, I'm definitely bringing my coach. <laughs> Here's the thing, yes. you know, your person, everyone's personal coach would be like, come on, come on, you got to bring me. <laughs> But sometimes the biggest battles that people have had, um, like for instance, Jess Bittner, 
Jess's biggest battles, she has a coach, Eric Helms, who, who is like, you know, a powerlifting guru. On, on the flip side, her biggest battles actually on the platform is a Canadian coaching staff because it's always at the world championships that she would have her biggest battles. So then it becomes like, frig, I got a, a programming coach that who's helped me out significantly, but, and, and you want to show loyalty and respect to that. But then on the flip side, you also are going to think about like, I got to show, do I show loyalty and respect also to these national team coaches who have won me now multiple world titles and, and know, have experienced game day um, at that kind of level. So it's tough. Now, Eric Helms, he's also been at the world championships and handled as well. So, but I'm just trying to, that was just off the top of my head, trying to find an example, but it will be interesting because it's tough. It's a very tough decision. Because uh, it's one thing to be a great programming coach. It's another thing to be a great game day handling coach. And um, depending on who the lifter is and how much the programming coach has had experience at that level, it would matter. Because the money is significant and everything's significant. And you'd be like, oh, it's, it's tough, right? It's tough. But it, it's also just the, the added part, like I said, like one thing it's yeah, how skillful is the coach, but then it's the added part where like if you are part of a national team, like with France, it's Fabrice or let's say Charlotte that can handle multiple lifters and different weight classes in multiple sessions. But now when it's all happening in one day and all weight classes are head to head, now you can't have Fabrice coach all the French lifters because he's going to know all the plans. So you have to find some other strategy. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the U.S. The, the head coach Mike can't come and coach all of Joey's lifters and the other U.S. lifters. They have to figure out a solution. How are you going to split this up? Because now we're fighting against each other. Yeah, I mean, Joey can't do everybody either, conceivably. That's why Arian's just trying to toss out there. <laughs> you need somebody. Just just let me in. <laughs> so here's his, his cell phone number anyways, and here's his email. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Jad. Anne-Noemi, c'est bon? De quoi? Moi, j'ai pas compris. J'ai compris. Du coup, en gros, il a dit que pour les compétitions, c'est bien d'avoir un coach qui te fait un bon programme mais ça ne veut pas dire que forcément il sait gérer un match comme les coachs de l'équipe de France savent le faire. Mais le problème, c'est que du coup, le coach, ce qu'il a dit, c'est qu'à à Sheffield, on sera toutes les uns contre les autres. Ce ne sera pas vraiment des sessions différentes. Du coup, ils auront tous le plan de match de tout le monde. Donc, ce n'est pas vraiment possible d'être coaché par eux. Quoi. Mm. Um, she, she, goes, she goes, no, thank you, Arian. <laughs> she's like i was trying to say no politely the first time <laughs> sorry go ahead Jen. so to me when when you when you're looking for a coach uh it's important to find someone that can handle the you know the face-to-face -face, uh at meets because you so you you train uh you train for a meet and then when you on the platform when you're on the platform you don't want to be alone you want your coach by your side so if he's just good for programming uh, that's great but um i think both are equally almost equally important so um most coaches i know that my coach i i want to bring him to sheffield because i know that uh, he can handle a, a face off a match and um i think it's important 100%. And um, 
like it, every single coach thinks they can handle the, like, I, I'm, I'm, this isn't about your coach. Your coach is fine. I, I don't even know too much about it. So like, let's just assume I'm just saying in generalities, it is a skill though. That's like um, very unique, like game day coaching and programming. The, the correlation between the two isn't, there isn't much of a correlation, right? Yeah. Um, like it, the skill wise is it can be very much different. And everybody who's like a, an amazing programming coach just assumes they're amazing game day coach. And then you have like, um, like the, the Matt Gary's of the world or like the, you know, now it's going to be funny me say, but like an Aryan Kamesis and stuff. Like he honestly <laughs> is the, like a, a, like an amazing game day. So it is, but you know, the thing is with the French nationals, it's so competitive. Like Noemi's gone head to head with Shizuka at French nationals. So even if her coach her programming coach isn't on at the world's, if he's there at French national several times, he's been in these big battles. So like, yeah, there's coaches who have, who have that game day, you know, experience and they're ready, but uh, it's just, it's just, it's interesting because we've never, we haven't had too many competitions where like, there's this kind of money on the line where it's like, Oh, this is, you know, you know, it's a tough conversation afterwards to be like, listen, man, you should have loaded up this much, not that much. Like, you know, it's, it's it's different. The, the, we're becoming, as a as a sport, we're becoming like a professional athlete. And now all of a sudden, it's it's the conversations change when money's involved. And like, um, it's one thing to be like after a competition to be like, I think you should have loaded this. I think you should have done that. It's another when, like, it costs you ten thousand euros, and you're like, Hey yo, <laughs> yo, next year, next year. You might not be handling me. You're still my coach, but not that day. Like, you know, things will change as we go. Like as a sport, you know, more money gets involved. And uh, and that's not a bad thing. Like sometimes in certain sports, you have like different coaches handle different things. Maybe we, you know, you can't do it all. So it'll depend. It's going to be exciting. This is year one. None of us have seen Sheffield. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But year two, year three, year four, things are going to get Things will change for sure. But um, but anyways, Erin, you got more questions, kind sir. We we gotta let these young ladies go, and they probably gotta smash some weights. They all got they got things to do. <laughs> well, listen, yep. ladies, thank you for coming on. I appreciate your time. Um, Jad, I'm gonna see you in Turkey in Noemi. I'm not sure when I'm gonna see you. I'll uh, I'll I'll see you at Sheffield. That's for sure. Maybe <laughs> I'll see you in 2022 some point. But thank you, ladies. Is there anybody uh, that you guys would like to thank before we let you go? Um, sponsors, coaches, whatever. Uh, Noemi, est-ce que tu as des personnes à remercier, genre des sponsors ou coachs? C'est le monde faire de la pub. Pas forcément. Après, pas forcément, je reviens tous mes sponsors et puis uh, toutes les personnes qui me soutiennent. Voilà. <laughs> so she thanks all her sponsors and all the people that support her and to me yes um, you the same thank you to all the people that support me and uh, yeah, I talked a lot about my coach but thank you to him too and uh, yeah voila voila there it is. <laughs> voila. all right everybody wherever you're listening um, on whatever platforms do subscribe give us high ratings we appreciate it and until next time, six-pack lap of that, six up, and we are out.